Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to episode seven of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb. Thank you so much for listening in. I am absolutely loving putting this podcast together, and I really hope that you're getting a lot out of listening to it. I have recorded a whole bunch of amazing interviews already with a whole bunch more lined up. I think I've actually got people scheduled all the way through to November, which is mind-boggling, really. Um, But I'm absolutely adoring the stories that I'm getting to hear and just the things that I'm getting to think about as a result of creating this podcast. So I, I can't thank you enough for listening in. Today I wanted to talk about a topic that is close to my heart and very much ties into the topics that I have already covered and that I've been talking about with my guests. This is the idea that the words that we speak really matter. We could talk about this idea in a lot of different ways, but the way that I'm going to think about it for now is in relation to the way that we speak to ourselves on the yoga mat or whatever it is that is your equivalent to the yoga mat. So that might be when you're out for a run. It could be when you're, you know, lifting weights. It could be dancing. It could be anything. But thinking about the ways that we talk to ourselves when we're doing these things and why it matters what we're saying. So I think that oftentimes we have a track that runs in our mind this sort of self-talk that we don't give an awful lot of attention to because it's almost like, you know, when you live in a particularly noisy spot, that noise becomes like background noise to you. Eventually you just stop hearing it. And I think that our inner voice can be very much the same, especially when it is on repeat because we are so familiar with what we are telling ourselves that we forget that we're saying it at all. The thing is that we still hear it. We still take it in. It still makes a difference to the outcomes that we see. And so I see this a lot in terms of whether or not when we talk to ourselves, we're talking to ourselves as though we are inherently resilient or as though we are inherently fragile, damaged, and in need of fixing. And the way that we talk to ourselves in those two different scenarios is very different. If we have this sort of innate trust in our own resilience, then we tend to believe that what we're trying to do is doable, that we can, you know, execute it effectively, and that we will not be any worse off as a result. We tend to trust our own capacity and our own understanding and our own sort of expression of that thing. When on the other hand, we see ourselves perhaps as a little bit less resilient, a little bit more prone to things like injury or just misunderstanding, 
then the way that we talk to ourselves tends to be a lot more doubtful. It might be a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing this right or, you know, I I shouldn't do it this way or what if I get hurt or, you know, last time I tried something like this, blah, 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 blah. And so the, the message that we're sending to ourselves in each of those scenarios really conforms to the belief that we already had. And so this can become a little bit problematic when we're trying to change something or learn something new. And if we don't have that innate trust in our own capacity, if we don't have that, you know, kindness really in our self-talk, then we tend to kind of live out the scenario that we're telling ourselves in our head. And so I was having a conversation with my kids uh, this week about, you know, they were saying, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I said to them, you know, uh, that's true. If you tell yourself you can't do it, then, you know, you're, you're making that decision. You can't do it. But if you tell yourself you can, then the reality is that you can because you believe you can. And this is a message that I think we have all heard. This is nothing new. I'm not dropping any kind of like profound wisdom on you that you haven't heard before. But I do wonder how many of us take it on and try it out. I know for a long time, my inner talk was very unkind, very unkind. And it was always, and it was also, as well as being unkind, very suspect of my own capacity and my own capabilities. And I would often use language around, you know, I just can't cope with this or I just can't deal with this or I just can't X, Y, Z with this. And as long as I was telling myself those things, that was true. I wasn't coping. And I was reiterating that message to myself over and over again. And I think that this idea is a really interesting one when it comes to movement because For a lot of us, the yoga mat or whatever your equivalent is to the yoga mat can be a very kind of like safe training ground to try these ideas on, to then take out into the world and try on on a bigger scale. And so often, you know, we'll pause in a yoga class and just sort of like notice how have you been talking to yourself? When you get the wobbles in a balance pose, for instance, are you marveling at the fact that your body is so inherently clever as to like, do all these little movements that cause you to wobble to try to hold you stable. Like there is so much wonder in that. We don't always go there though, do we? (laughs) Often instead of that wonder, we're just like, oh, I'm so crap at this. Why am I so bad? I used to be able to do this. What went wrong? Why can she do it? And I can't do it. Why is his form so much better than mine? And we get into this dialogue about all of the things that are wrong and all of the problems that we see in ourselves. And so I always really like to invite this sort of, I guess, introspection to say, well, hang on, can you pause and just notice the things that you're saying to yourself? There is always, you know, these times where perhaps we need to give ourselves that little bit of tough love um, and push ourselves in a direction that perhaps we're just a little bit um, reluctant to go to. So we want to do something when we're scared or we want to try something and we're unsure. And sometimes we need that little push, but even those little pushes can be kind. There's a real difference in, you know, talking to yourself with kindness to lead you to the place that you want to be versus 
self-flagellating because you're not good enough yet. And that is a really subtle difference, but it's a difference that really matters. And so my invitation for you this week is to become aware of the way that you talk to yourself. You might think you already know, but I invite you to, to listen in and notice some of those words that come up, some of those repeating patterns. And do this on your yoga mat if you're practicing or do this on your walk if you're you know going out for a walk or whatever it is that is your equivalent of the yoga mat, this mindful movement place where you do your thing. And just notice, you know, how often is the dialogue kind? How often is it not? And when it's not, how can you flip it so that it is? Because usually for whatever unkind thing we have to say for ourselves, there's a way that we can kind of turn that around to be more kind. And the reason why this is interesting is because, well, there's lots of reasons why this is interesting, but one of the reasons why this is interesting is because it's so automatic for most of us. It's so subconscious. And that really mirrors a lot of what we see in the body where we get these unconscious habitual ways of moving that really get us through life, right? We need that habit because if we had to think about everything we were doing before we were doing it, it would take us a hell of a long time to get anywhere. But, you know, we we tend to have those same sorts of habits in our thinking processes. And so it's interesting to just sort of like ponder upon the fact that those mirror each other and that there's something to notice in that. There's something that we can learn from that and be curious about. And of course, as you go through this process and you start to just get curious about like, what are those words? How am I speaking with myself? The noticing is kind too. Because what can happen is we're like, oh my God, you're the worst for thinking X, Y, Z. I can't believe you thought like that. And that as well is, is you know, this whole not good enough scenario. And so as you notice, are you able to notice through that lens of kindness? Are you able to offer yourself that grace? Knowing that in in choosing the kind way, you're really just choosing again. So I hope that that makes some sense. I hope that that inspires you to talk with yourself with more kindness this week. And I look forward to talking to you again in a couple of days where I will have a special guest interview for you to listen to. It's with a lovely woman called Kerry McGinn, and I know you're going to love her story. So that one will be out on Thursday. And I look forward to talking to you then. So, hey, it's me again. And I just wanted to add on to this episode that if as you are doing this check-in and you notice that you're not speaking to yourself with kindness or if any other stuff is coming up for you, please make sure that you do reach out for the appropriate support. This is really an exercise that's just designed to, to get you aware, I suppose, of those kind of little moments that we have on our mat where we're not being as kind as we can be to ourselves. It's not intended to be a therapy of any kind. So if you do find stuff coming up, if you do find that there is a deep level of sadness underneath all of that or, you know, that that sense of anything being awry that you need support with, know that you 
you know, have that opportunity to reach out to someone who can support you. Have a great day and keep being kind to you.